Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is After Extra Time. I'm Jeff Mull, and this is Afterglow. It's amazing You should see the way the light dances off your head A million colors of hazel Golden and red Saturday morning is fading The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand My eyes are caught in your gaze all over again We were love drunk Waiting on a miracle Trying to find ourselves In the winter snow So alone in love Like the world had disappeared Oh, I won't be silent And I won't let go I will hold Glow. Oh, I will hold on to the afterglow. The weather outside is changing. The leaves are buried under six inches of white. The radio is playing.
Welcome to another episode of that iconic footballing podcast, After Extra Time. I am your host, Jacko, the Millwall one, or if you look on our website, because I'm going to plug that, um, I'm the best dressed one. (laughs) Um, If you go on the website, you'll see why. With me, as always, is the diva, Mr. Green. How are we? I'm good, Jacko. I'm good. Uh, And also, the Derby one, Jack. Um, which, if he makes next week's pod, um, he gets a bonus in his contract for consecutive appearances. <laughs> I think it's to four. Um, Greeny gives him a bonus. We don't know what it is, and we probably don't know, don't want to know what it is either. How how are we, Jack? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I, I don't want to let the listeners know what the bonus is. I'm... <laughs> I'll keep that one between me and Greeny. All I'm going to say is it coincides with March the 14th. For those of you that aren't holding up yet, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, before we start, just want to say massive thanks to uh, Jeff Mull for providing the uh, musical intro for us this week. It's his rendition of Afterglow. Um, If you like it, it's on YouTube. Go on there. Um, It's already been released, so um, at least we haven't got a cock up with the dates, unlike last week, Mr Green. I, I think you'll find Jack was. Uh, yeah, but who I gave mean. him the information? <laughs> I, <laughs> he should take the information correctly. I got correctly shit from me. now. I got right. okay. put, a message in our, put a message in our group, and then on the podcast whilst we were recording, I thought, no, I've given the wrong date. I've stitched him up. Okay. No, but what what, what a great version of Afterglow, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very good. good. It? Yeah, yeah. So do. So if people can just subscribe to uh, Jeff Moore's YouTube channel, that'd be great. Check it out. It's, it's a good listen. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to start with a bit of history today, lads. Um, especially after yesterday's result, because for the first time since 1999, Everton won at Anfield. And they won 2-0. Greeny, starting off with you, would you say it was a comfortable win for Everton yesterday? Yeah, it was really. I mean, I did watch the game, believe it or not. And... Uh... Yeah, Everton were a better side. They deserved the three mm. points. I think Liverpool have lost their ways, mate. That's, that's, quote me if I'm wrong or right, but is that five consecutive losses? Uh, they've speed? lost... Uh, at home, I think. Uh, they've, yeah, home, they've yeah. suffered six league defeats since the start of 2021. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, it's that's the, not the Liverpool we know, is it? There was a load of history on, in one of the papers. I think it's the first time they've been consecutively beaten at home Oh, they've they've lost four consecutive home games, which is a record which is ninety eight years old. Um, obviously, since this run, Jack, we'll go to you. Since this run, they've gone from first to sixth. Are you, especially with the West Ham result today and Leicester's result today, are you sort of writing off Liverpool now for a Champions League spot? Or are you sort of sitting there thinking that they they could potentially get there if they can turn it around? Yeah, I don't think you can write them off just yet. Um, 
but I seriously think if their form doesn't improve in the next two to three weeks, then yeah, they Champions League could seriously be a doubt for Liverpool. Um, mm. I mean, like Greeny said, I think barring a couple of chances, Everton looked relatively solid in that game as well. You know, Liverpool mm. didn't create a lot. Um, I thought Pickford had a good game. I know we obviously we probably probably dig him out. I, I'm not the biggest fan over the last sort of. Well, just just quickly because I've, I've been professional this week. I've done a bit of night working. Um, <laughs> did you think that after yesterday's performance, that sort of cements him as the number one in England for England in the Euros this summer? If he can hold that form, then maybe. But I mean, he hasn't really been up to that standard as of late. Um, no. I still probably wouldn't have him as my number one for England at the moment. But if he's Who would like, you be looking at? I think personally for me, I'd be looking at Pope. Uh, that'd be my number one. But I think if he can play like that week in, week out up until the end of the season, then he's got a serious case to start again. But, mm. you know, if he can start finding that form, then there's no reason why he wouldn't play. But I just think up until last this last game that he played against Liverpool, he was, he'd been sort of inconsistent. He was, you know, he's making mistakes and errors, but... Yeah, he was very solid yesterday, and I think um, Carlo sort of came with the plan, and yeah, it seemed to work. And uh, Liverpool's defence, obviously, Jordan Henderson went off injured, and I think the, the new lad from Schalke looks—I I just don't think he's good enough. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. Well, again, you've you sort of taken off my cheat sheet really for today. Um, Greeny, I'll, I'll move to you. Um, mm. Liverpool have had eight errors leading to goals this season. And obviously Henderson went off with what looks potentially like a hamstring injury yesterday. How key is it for them to try and get a solid defensive partnership as soon as they can? Because obviously you've got Van Dijk out for the rest of the season, uh, or near enough for the rest of the season. You've got Henderson out for a considerable amount of time now, depending on how severe the injury is. As, as Jack's mentioned, the, the lad in from Schalke, didn't have the greatest game. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you see Klopp trying to sort that out, and how quickly do you think he would be able to sort that out? Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, you've got to have a good defence mm. in you to win games, um, which has obviously proved why Liverpool have lost so many with the key players mm. they've got out. But uh, I think I think he's got to go with stay with that Kabak. I know he had a poor game, but you got to feel. He's only just come into the Prem. He's got to get used mm. to the game beforehand. Um, and I'd have to play that lad from uh, Preston. Ben Davies. Um, ben Davies, yeah. I mean, they've got nothing mm. to lose now. So, put Kabak and Davies as a partnership to the end of the season. I don't think they've got much to lose, mate. They're not going to win the title and all Liverpool fans know that already. All they have got to lose, really, is Champions League football. I know that's quite big in respect, but they could still win the Champions mm. League. You can't write them off yet. So, yeah, you're right with a solid defence and you've got to go with Kabak and uh, Davis who are the both known centre-halves. It's a waste of time putting a centre midfielder like Henderson in my eye. I shouldn't yeah. even be playing there. Um, you know, so you, you've got to look realistic, I think, as a coach, as a manager and think, well, yeah, let's go. We've got two centre-halves here what are actual centre-halves. Let's play. Just, just quickly, I'm going to talk about, you know, one of the controversial moments of the game was the... Uh, the penalty itself. Do you think it was a penalty? It, it was mm. close, wasn't it? But I'd, I'd, I'd give the penalty. Yeah, Jack, what about you? 
And I, oh, I'm not too sure it was, to be fair. Um, even even with the footage of Alexander Arnold moving his leg towards Calvert Lewin. Yeah, a little bit. I think maybe Calvert Lewin was already on his way down. I mean, the only, I mean, I don't mind it being given a pen. Really, it's, it's sort of, you know, you've seen him given, you've seen him not given. Um, just, I don't like the fact that he's gone to the VAR man and to look literally looked at it for like ten seconds and then sort of stayed with his decision. Like, if he's going to look at the yeah. monitor, surely, you know, have a proper look at it. Rather than just a quick glance, you know, but I think that's more for more for the uh bar up upstairs, Jack, rather than himself. I think he already had knew what his decision was. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's just been sent to VAR and then obviously I think he knew his decision before he even went to VAR. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I just think you know what, so is it... it's just it's just it's just it's just to tick a box, isn't it? Just to say yeah, you were well, could you monitor. Could you not have just, you know, could you not have seen a bit of, I don't know, the courage from the referee to turn around and go, no, I don't need to look at it. I'm happy with the decision that I made. you got a point. If he had done that, can you imagine there would be eruptions again saying, why did he not go to the, why did he not go to but, the screens? So it's a, it's, it's a no win, mate, for that referee. I thought that ref had a but is it really game. a controversial really penalty, though? Game. I don't know if it was because if you if you look at it, he's, he is through yeah. on goal, and he would have had a clear run if if he didn't get dragged yeah. down. So in my eyes, mate. I yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, what I was saying is, do you think mm. Mm. he could have done that because it was a stonewall? Whereas if, for example, say, well, I'm going to come on to it a bit later on, the the penalty shout at Fulham, mm. where that was a bit more controversial mm. with the way that it was not allowed for reasons to me personally were just stupid because he's kicked him. Mm. So, you know, if he hadn't gone to the VAR for that one and they mm. said, well, he should have looked at VAR, where it's more controversial, do you think he wouldn't have got he would have got the same amount of questioning? I think I, I think he would would have got the same amount, mate. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any pleasing in, in fans yeah. at the minute with VAR. You, I mean, we've even done it, lads, where we've been on here and said, yeah, it's great. And then next week we're well, saying, oh, I've, shit, it is. And, and it, it's going to, it's going to happen. I've you know? held it in high regard after what he did at one tournament. And the problem is now it's just not working over here. So. I, th- I think I think it's working in the Champions no. League, though. I think in the mm. in the latest round we had, we didn't really have to talk about it once, really. I think it it worked really well. It's just obviously the Premier League where the issue is coming with it. Do you, do you wonder, though, that because it's done in the Champions League and it's done well in the Champions League, it's because the standard of refereeing is perhaps higher, higher than the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, we'll come on to the, the Fulham one. Um, I don't know if you you boys saw Graham Sooners talking about referees. Um, no, I haven't. He was saying, uh, you know, is it any wonder that there, there was no English referees at the last... Um, the last World Cup mm. um, and obviously the standard of refereeing in the Premier League and, and below is, is is atrocious and that yeah I think you're right mate I think you've got to look at the standard of the referees and he, I think you also said how many English referees in the Champions League and mm. I think I think the standard of the refereeing has to improve I think even so much as like obviously we spoke about championships as well and I just think that you know VAR can be done right but you know, in the in the Premier League, isn't? But go on, Bruno. I'm going to be a cundy. I'm going to be a cundy. We're not a cundy. I'm not going to ask you to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> we we hope he does that every week, but it's just not the case. 
no, the thing is, the standard of refing. Now, I don't, I don't say it's poor. I mean, you look at these players what come across from different continents and all this, mate. They're diving like, you know what I mean? I've got no words to describe them, but sort of players. And I think our refs are actually decent enough, but because the game's so changed in other countries rather than the English game, our English game's more physical, quicker pace, rather than, I don't know, Italy, which is proper defensive, slow pace. It's easier. Is it easier for a referee to referee that sort of game? Whereas it's in your English football's in your face. I do. And, do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've asked about that because the, the retort that I have is why did they have an incident in midweek at the Ipswich game with regards to a referee and his standard? I'll because Phil, Phil's emailed yeah. in. Thanks, Phil, for the email. Um, he yeah. said, can't wait to see what your opinions are on about that ref that squared up to the player. Obviously, the referee in question is Darren Drysdale. For, for those of you that haven't heard about it, uh, there was a, a break of play for Ipswich. Alan Judge has gone down in the penalty area. He feels that it should be a penalty. Darren Drysdale has waved it away, saying nothing about it. Obviously, Judge has gone and said something to him, at which point Drysdale has literally squared heads with Judge himself. Now, I, obviously, there was an incident in France a couple of years ago where the French referee got tripped over by a player. He then lashed out at the player and then sent him off. But that's the only other incident that I can recall of refereeing um, going a bit to the Larry side. Because obviously, we, you know... I, I'm not, you know, I'm sorry, digressing a bit from the, the the standard of refereeing topic, but is that a case that the referees are now under too much pressure, and it's a case that, you know, they're having to deal with lots of factors involved in today's game that means that if, you know, as as we've discussed on many a time on here, as well as obviously the more common known podcasts, football and podcasts, as well as Sky Sports and BT and all that sort of stuff, where they're sort of focusing on the referee every single time. Do you think that there's brought an added pressure to them? And do you think it's a case of maybe they need um, sort of personalities within the refereeing association that, that would change that? Do you answer it, Jack? Uh, no, I, don't don't know. Um, I just, I think, Go on. I think, yeah, um, I, I do question the standards of the, of, of the referee. Mm. I just, for me, I just don't think they're up to scratch. And just going back to Graham Souness, he said that they should try and go down the route of using ex players as referees and trying to do that route. Yeah. Just so they've got sort of more of an understanding of the game and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that would be an option or, or what, but I just... <laughs> he said at the moment, if we carry on going as we are, we're going to ruin the game um, mm. with refereeing and stuff. But I I kind of... I don't agree with what Darren Drysdale did, but I can see why he's done it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I'm not I'm not condoning referees squaring up to players. But then mm. again, if you... I think if, say, us as football fans, we actually got to hear... The, say the referee had a mic on him for 90 minutes... I guarantee mm. you would hear an awful amount of abuse the referee got from the players. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, we boys know it from, from Sunday League. I, I'm one of the first yeah. people to absolutely... I will, I'm horrendous for it. I'll absolutely hand the referee 
and you know i've been on the on the on the, a couple of occasions where i've been booked etc or been um sim binned for, for for speaking to the ref and obviously you know i'm not I'm not condoning it at all you know you know we shouldn't do it we should respect the referees more and, and you know and you know, but like you said, they are under an immense amount of pressure. You know, it's not an easy job at all. It's not an easy job on a Sunday, regardless of mm. regardless of the highest level of football. So, yeah, I, I think at times it is a very much a pressure cooker environment, and there's going to be occasions like 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 Darren Dries there where stuff does boil over occasionally. You know, like you said, there's not you know fortunately there's not a lot of incidents where it's where that's happened. It's sort of a one-off, and even Alan Judge, I think, came out and said, "Look, I don't want to get out more about it. I've, you know, I've kind of accepted it. I, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Um, you mm. know, so yeah, I think that'd be my take on it." What about you, Greeny? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Uh, well, let's go on Jack's point first of what Mister Graham Paul. No, Graham Sooners, Greeny, not Graham. Referees, is a... <laughs> uh, sorry, Graham Sooners, not Graham Paul. Graham Sooners. Talking out of his ass, mate. Never going to happen in a million years. Can you imagine an ex-player who used to dive around the pitch and then and then eventually, mate, becomes a referee and books someone for diving? Yeah, but, right. Happen, in that it? sort of instance, though, it's not all ex-players that are going to become referees, though, are they? I think what, what he's, no, he's just, saying is that he's open for he's open to the idea of ex-players becoming referees because of the fact that. Because they will have finished the modern game quite recently, they will have a better idea of how the modern game works. Have seen the have seen the the, the change of it but over the last that, sort of thirty years. That that's well and good, but what about the uh, I don't know Akil, mm. for instance, who's a young lad? You need these up and coming young lads, so it, it, it's good. Yeah, you can get these ex pros if you want, but it just it it will wreck the refereeing system altogether mate and it comes down to it so the, the referees for Sunday League the Saturday Leagues they, they have to work from Sunday League Saturday League to get up to obviously the standards of the championship you know league, EFL no one's going to referee in Sunday League or Saturday League if there's no progression to go higher than that in, in respect because there ain't going to be as many going, coming from the non-league re- refereeing bit to, to the actual leagues if they're going to get ex-pros in now, I'm not going to say it's going to be thousands of ex-pros to cover every game, but it's still not opening the door yeah, for other... Do you, do you never feel that there up. are enough you know. officials? Because you and I both know we've had occasions on a Sunday league where someone has had to fill in for the ref because they haven't got one available. So surely that... I know I know what you're saying is that ex-players won't want, to, <laughs> won't want to ref on a Sunday league level, but also at the same point, you're saying that's where they have to start. So surely you'd want to see more referees circulated into the game to be able to to sort of yeah. create um, not a, a, an overabundance of referees, but a, a fact that there's a quota that can be filled. So that if, for example, you know, Mike, Mike Dean got death threats, which I, I can't believe anyone... Well, I can believe people would do it because of the way social media is nowadays and they're just cowards behind keyboards. But if that were to happen, You'd want to give him a couple of weeks of saying, look, just get out of the line, like, go, there you have, we've got people to come in. But he's referee, he refereed yesterday. You know, yeah, Darren Drysdale yeah, the same, you know, he, he's probably had so much of it, um, especially the Championship League one, um, where he's just snapped. 
surely you'd want to give him a break as well and just say, look, just, you know, before it gets to that point. So I see I see why you wouldn't want players in there because, as you said, there are some that have have bended the rules to, 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 to sort of help them throughout their careers. But I don't think they'd want to be referees anyway. I think it would be one of those those players. No, I don't. Not necessarily, you know, the likes of Gerard, the Lampard, Giggs, Terry, so those sort of players that have spent 20 years at the top flight and want to give something back to, to the game itself. Whereas those that are just here for a quick mm. sort of couple of seasons, tripping over themselves every every other week, and then going home after getting two hundred grand a week. Definitely, I mean, you know as well as I know when we've interviewed ex pros on on extra time, on after extra time, and on um, Instagram or Facebook. Once they retire, they're not. Some of mm. them are not even interested in management, so they're never ever yeah. going to be interested in refereeing. Do you know what I mean? They've all got, they all go their separate ways. I mean, Marlon King said it. He like he moved away and built built up what he wanted to do is in like his work. He doesn't want to go back to the game. He doesn't even no. like talking about the yeah. game that much, as you as you're aware. You know. So I, I just I think there he's talking a bit of nonsense. But I mean the Drivesdale bit. Obviously, I mm. referee on Monday nights, as you know, and you get that you get players and they they're on your back constantly, mate. And there's, and there's a switch, and that switch mm. sometimes does get turned on, and you're thinking. I could knock him out, <laughs> you know, and I think yeah. it's probably just come to the boiling point for him, where he's just flipped. No, and you can't blame. No, him. I'm, I'm not. Time, you can't blame the ref. Yeah, I, I... I mean, you've yeah. seen me give the referee yeah, yeah. shit on a Sunday, and you've told me to yeah, shut yeah. it, and I've carried on and carried on and carried on at him, you know, and I've had it done to me when I'm refing. I'm thinking, hold on a minute, I'm a ref, not you mm. know. If I weren't here, you wouldn't have a game. So I think it's I think it's difficult. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was in the wrong. I wouldn't say he was in the right. I agree with Jack. You know, it's just one of them things. And I wouldn't yeah. sack him either. I'd say, look, mate, we don't want any of that again. Just call it a day sort of thing and we'll move on to the next next match. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to carry on with the refereeing controversy because you know, I love that. Um, we're going to talk about Fulham versus Sheffield United. Um, Fulham, uh, Jack, got their only their second win at home this season. Um, they beat Sheffield United 1-0. Um I know we've just touched on it slightly. Was it a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is a penalty. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, I think anywhere else on the pitch is a foul. Yeah. So why, why is it not a penalty? Um, no. I, I think for me, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty stonewall in my opinion. I think, you know, um, the keeper's clattered Bogle <laughs> and he's obviously, he's, Bogle's just nipped into the ball first. Um, keeper's Keepers just obviously arrived too late and just took Bogle out. Yeah, it's a penalty. I mean, I don't, it starts getting far too technical when everyone starts talking about momentum and all these sort of things. I mean, the, the mm. keeper's come out, he's gone to get the ball, he's missed it, he's hit Bogle. It's a penalty. It's just, probably for me, it's as simple as that. And I think Chris Wilder was rightly fuming after the game. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just sort of another sort of incompetent decision for me in terms of, you know, the Premier League. So, yeah. What, what, what about you? Greeny, did you think it was a pen? I thought with the way he was chuckling, I thought um, it was about going, nah, yeah. he didn't touch it. <laughs> it <was fine."> no, <laughs> no, no, no it, it was reckless. Absolutely reckless, mate. And our bar didn't, didn't overturn or, you know, it's, it's beyond me. And, and I've read about it earlier, actually, and it reckons the Sky Sports reported that the referee's official line 
as describing the incident as a 50-50 challenge. So, if that's a 50-50 challenge, mate, <laughs> I'd like to think yeah. what end. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think that's 50-50. No, I mean, I, you. personally, I, I feel it was a penalty. Um, you know, yes, the argument is that Ariola got the ball with his left leg, but it was his right leg that took out Bogle at the knee. Um, I, I, yeah, I just feel the goalkeeper's made a rash challenge last, and it should be I could be an arsehole here, though, for uh, Sheffield United fans. Apologies, but even if they got a penalty, oh, again, would it make much difference? Well, you know, this is one of no. the questions that I had in mind because I watched the highlights of it, and it, it looked like it looked a pretty poor first half. Um, not, not a lot of creativity. A couple of moments where. Maybe Fulham might have edged it, but I did sit there and think, you know, is is a nil nil probably the worst result for both teams in this, or is it a case that it, it's a case that Sheffield United are down and Fulham have got the better chance of trying to stay in the league? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, mate. I think Fulham need the three points, and Sheffield United they don't even need the three points; they're down. You know, so it's a, it was a must-win for Fulham and <laughs> and nothing game for Sheffield, which is yeah. going to be now. Um, Jack, just season, quickly on mate. Fulham, um, if they stay up, if you're Scott Parker, do you go for the likes of Loftus Cheek and Lookman um, that you've had on loan this year? Yeah, no, I can't see why not. I suppose the only thing that's going to stop that sort of happening is is, is, is finances. I suppose it. Uh, I mean, obviously Fulham should get a fair bit for staying in the Premier League if they do do that. Um, <sighs> How much would Loftus Cheek uh, play under Tuchel? I, I, you don't know. Obviously, he's not he's not been there under him, so I should imagine probably not a lot. And um, if you if you've Loftus Cheek, surely you want to be playing week in week out Premier League football. So um, and he's still young and stuff like that. So I can't I can't see why they wouldn't go for them. You know, Lookman's looked sharp while he's played for uh, Fulham, and uh, Loftus Cheek's been been getting his minutes in, and he also looks you know he's looked sharp as well. So. I think they've got to, yeah, as long as they're not, you know, Chelsea and aren't looking for stupid money for for them, then, yeah, I can't see why not. Um, Moving on to um, Chelsea, uh, timely conversation about Loftus-Cheek. They played Southampton yesterday, Greeny, a one-all draw. Um, Minamino with his third Mm. goal in four games, I believe, Um, and Mason Mount from the penalty spot. Um, how disappointed would you be from Chelsea's point of view with that that result? I think, yeah, they will be disappointed with that, mate, because they want that Champions League spot. Um, still, a point's better than defeat. So, and we know, mate, it's been an up and down season for all the teams this year. And I don't know what Chelsea expect. I mean, Lampard didn't do great. Tuchel's come in, he's done it all right. I wouldn't say he's, well, he's, uh, you know, what, you ask the question, what do they expect? But they're playing a Southampton side that lost six games in a row. They've conceded 20 goals. You would have thought you'd get a win there, wouldn't you? You would, mate. Mm. But again, football's a funny old game, you know. And, and Southampton, I know they're yeah, losing, yeah. mate, but they are an hard team to beat. They really are. And obviously, it proved that yesterday. They got the goal, but Southampton obviously took the lead and then gave a penalty mm. away. But 
they are an actually hard team to beat. And I still feel like even that battering they got against United, they did play well in some in some parts of the game. And the red card, what was it, obviously got overturned in the end. And so I think they've just been a bit unlucky. But they're safe, mate. So it's nothing. If, game if Newcastle were to get a result against United, are they looking over their shoulders a little bit, Jack? Um. Yeah, I think with the sort of current form Fulham are in, um, and at times how poor Newcastle look, I think they've got to be worried. And as of this podcast, Man U are one nil up. Um, so yeah, I think they have to be. But having said that, they had they were probably the better side in the first half an hour for me. So probably didn't deserve to be losing this game. Um, but yeah, I think they have to be sort of concerned. Um, mm. You know, Fulham, like I said, have been picking up some points as of late. So, yeah, I, I think Newcastle could be brought down into that relegation fight with Fulham. So, um, I think, I think, if I remember reading rightly, Newcastle have got some fairly tough games coming up as well. I think they've got a couple of tough games and then they've got a, a run of fixtures where you'll find out where they end up in the end of the season because they've got the teams that are sort of around them. Um, I mean, you're putting Newcastle in there. Yeah. Let's let's no. put Brighton in there as well because they're not safe either. You know, just just throwing a, a team yeah, the yeah, hat there as well. They're only a point above Newcastle, so they're in there in all way, and I, and they don't look great either. I'm sure you'd probably move on to them mm. in a bit, but I've, yeah. I've, it's a proper dog um, fight now, mate. Down the bottom. Lastly, um, Gineppo seemed to go through the walls yesterday. Were they? Uh, I watched the highlights of the match of the day this morning. Um, they showed the, the Werner and the Kante follow-throughs. Um, would it have been out of place if someone had been booked for one of those? Or do you think it was just a case that it was momentum that had carried them forward? <laughs> you can go to Brilliant. Jack, mate, because I didn't see it. Um, no, I don't think you can. I think, you know... Momentum only counts for so much, you know. You can try and stop yourself from going through someone, or you can try and pull out, etc. So, no, I don't think a booking would have been out of place at all, really. No, no. I don't think they would. No. Okay. Um, the last little bit from for you, Greeny. Um, uh, Tuchel brought on Hudson Adoy at half time for Abraham, who was injured. Um, substituted him halfway, well, half an hour after he came on and claimed that his work rate was poor, his body language was poor. Um, do you think that it's a bit of a bad step for him to do that so early on in his regime, Chelsea? Or do you think it's a case of, because of Lampard's history with the club and how he's wanted to develop the youth, that, that Tuchel's sort of bringing his own stamp on it and he's sort of claiming that he's the boss and what he says goes, and if you're not, willing to put that effort in that he thinks he's, he needs to sit, then you're not going to play for it. Yeah, good question, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's, he's putting a stamp on the game, mate, and he's, he's saying, I'm the manager, mate. If I don't see you fit or you're not putting the effort in, off you come. And, and I think that's mm. good. I think that's good for a manager to do that. You know, you shouldn't feel like you've ever, you're ever uh, irreplaceable on the pitch or anything like that, you know. And I think he's done the right thing. And it might kick him the kick up the arse and you might see him come in and play better next game. I think mm. he's done well. And I mean, even the likes of Chilwell, yeah. he, he was left on the bench again. He hasn't really played under him, has he? And you're thinking, they spent all that money on, on Chilwell 
and without being funny though, boys, he's gone to Alonso. So it's like, hold on a minute, Lampard chucked Alonso out of his plans, brought Chilwell in, Chilwell playing week in, week out with Lampard in charge. Now, tables are turned. What is going on with Chilwell? Is, is he not good enough? Does Tuchel not think he's good enough? Um, just, just quickly, Jack, obviously, you know, you and I have both said in the past that we prefer Chilwell over Alonso. And obviously, Alonso has seen more game time um, with Tuchel in charge than he was um, when Lampard was in charge. Do you think that's because he sees Alonso as his starting left-back or he's doing it for rotation or he's not quite sure fully if he's starting 11 yet? Uh, yeah, I think it's a mixture of everything. I think he probably has his sort of wants or his starters. Mm. But um, then again, he probably hasn't been there long enough to know what is his best 11. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, you know, I obviously think Chilwell is a better, a better all-round player than uh, Alonso. Uh, but if Tuchel's got, you know, a certain style of play that he wants to play or, you know, he he thinks that Alonso fits that better than, you know, that could be why. But I think maybe it's hard to say, you know, he's, he's not been there a massive amount of time, so he probably doesn't have that. You know, sort of starting eleven that he sort of favours week in week out. I suppose it also sort of depends who you come up against. Um, if you want to be mm. more defensive or more attacking, then you know you probably change it. You know, if you want to be more attacking, yeah. probably play Chilwell, etc. So, yeah, I think it could be a mix of all those things. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's it's sort of a it's maybe not so much he favours Alonso at the minute. It's sort of he doesn't know his best eleven. But then again, we could be wrong. Mm. Well, I hope we are, because um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll definitely take Chilwell over Alonso. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on, just to quickly discuss, um, Burnley-West Brom. Um, Grady, did you see much of it? And if, if you did, did you mm. think that even with 10 men, West Brom should have won that game? Yeah, yeah, totally. But, mate, with 10 men, they still look class. That Piera had chance after chance to just mm. pull it away. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between them and Fulham. I mean, they drew a lot of games, West Brom. If they could have turned them draws into wins, they probably wouldn't be where they are, you know. Um, but I still think they're down, mate. I think that was a must-win game yesterday. If they had a slight glimmer of hope, um, and they didn't, they, you know, and that Burnley are down there with them. Yeah. And, they, and they haven't beaten them, mate. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard one for West Brom fans probably to take that game, but they were the better side, but there we go. Um, Jack, just quickly, because I, I don't really want to stay on the Burnley game too long because it wasn't that entertaining. Um, do you agree with the red card for a J in the first half? I do, yeah. Yeah. I do, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I've not really got too much sound. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I was just looking for a quick yes or no, to be honest. Um, right, last last game, so I'm going to break it over like, slightly. Last game before we just, uh, before we go through our quiz and then discuss um, today's games and then the championship. Um, Wolves versus Leeds, Jack. Um, obviously, uh, Leeds got very unlucky with the Wolves' goal and then had even more luck thrown against them with the offside for Bamford. Um, I know I'm not going to try and discuss it too long, but, you know... It, I know they're saying the lines that he's offside, but is it a case of that that he shouldn't be, or it just it is what it is, and we have to accept it and move on? 
yeah, I think I think the latter of what you just said. Yeah, you've got to sort of it is what it is, and you, you've got to move on. I think you know if we keep talking about it, we're gonna we're gonna be here till you know till next Sunday and be recording the, the next week's podcast. Um, yeah. Still, we're talking about something that happened next week as well. Yeah, exactly, and it will just be a continuous cycle. So yeah, I think we've just kind of kind of got to accept VAR for what it is at the moment. You know. Obviously, it does cause a lot of controversy and stuff, but I think it's just one of them ones, you know, the lines are there and we've just got to kind of accept it and move on, um, as, um, as shit as it is. Yeah, Greeny, just just quickly for you. Um, obviously, Leeds seem to look very deadly from the set pieces. Do you think that they should have got something out of that game yesterday? Yeah, short and sweet, yes. But, again, it's football, mate. If you don't take your chances, you don't win games. But is that a case that Patricio was actually on form with some of the say, the chances that they had? or I think it was a bit of both, Jacko. I mean, some of the shots are straight at him. Yeah. And you'd expect him to save it with the keeper he is. He's a top-class goalkeeper, that's for yeah. sure. So, I mean, they've got to put him in the corners if they're going to beat him, you, you yeah. know. But, yeah, it was, it was a fair, fair result, I thought, in the end. Okay. Um, lastly, Jack, um, obviously Calvin Phillips was superb in the championship last season. Obviously, he's now out injured for Leeds. Do you think that's going to affect them in the way they play? Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of their sort of start of their um, sort of build-up play does come from him, and he sort of breaks the play down, etc. So, um, yeah, I think he sort of like the screening sort of role. You know, obviously, like I say, the build-up comes from him, and then he sort of breaks that play and starts attacks. So, so yeah, I think they they will miss him. Yeah. You'd say he's a Grealish of uh, Aston Villa. You'd say he's the Grealish of Leeds, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't sort of cr- yeah. create an awful amount in terms of where he's on the pitch, but he sort of starts the attacks off, as I've said, and does a good job of sort of protecting the defence. And he's sort of like the quarterback in that quarter- quarterback role where yeah. he's sort of in front of the defence, sort of pinging the ball and, and trying to trying to find the space, yeah. It's, You're it's now not... listening to American soccer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's interesting that you mention that because that's the same sort of question I've got about Grealish after Villa's result today. But we'll, we'll come on onto that soon. Um, in the meantime, though, um, just quickly before we do our our, our quiz, um, uh, plug time. I completely lost the train of thought there. Uh, if you want to email us. Um, it's usually me that deals with it. I don't get any emails, so I don't have to deal with it. Um, it's after extra time 2020 at gmail.com. Um, we have apparently got a Facebook live this week. Um, Greeny's just not sure of when he can do it because he keeps changing the timetable every week. Um, but keep an eye on that. We have got a Facebook page. Um, we do try and update it as regularly as, as we can. So you'll all find all the, the gossip and stuff about that. Um, we are on Twitter. Um, it is at After Extra Time. Um, so send us a, a comment. See, you know, any ideas for questions or quizzes or topics that you want us to discuss. Put them through on that. Uh, any sort of correspondence from our listeners is greatly appreciated. Um, quiz time, gents. Mm. Or the quiz that hopefully Greeny will lose to end his beating, his winning streak quiz. Uh-huh. So, um, because history was made yesterday at Anfield, um, the quiz is to do with the Merseyside derby. Now, there have been 28 different goal scorers in the last 20 Merseyside derby. <laughs> your no, challenge, you ask this, your challenge today, gentlemen, 
pissing yourselves off against each other <laughs> is to try and name me as many as you can. Oh, no. What, score, goal scorers? Goal scorers for either Liverpool or Everton in the last <laughs> 20 Merseyside derbies. You're taking the you're taking the piss. Well, we have to do a difficult quiz because Jack came up with some random crap in his list last week. Whoa. I'm, just the, I'm just getting <laughs> revenge. Oh, how many is there? Did you say? Uh, it's twenty-eight. So you got fourteen. Don't don't come for my quiz. Don't come for my don't come for me and my choice of quiz. <laughs> I will go for your quiz. <laughs> well, I'll let I'll let um I'll let Jack have the reins as I'm the reigning champion. Oh God! Don't we fucking know it, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay then so Jack um, uh, first crack mate who are you going to go for so we've got 28 to get you've got 28 to get Some something tells me we're not going to get all 28 um, I don't think you are I think if we get to about 10 and you just said us struggling I think I'll call it there right I mean we'll go nice and easy we'll go Luis Suarez Luis Suarez is correct yes one for Jack. I'll go, I'll go easy as well then. Mane. Mane, correct. <clears throat> yes. Salah. Yes. This is a good start, gents. I'll see we've all gone to... We've um, gone to the easy ones. <laughs> yeah, the Liverpool um, I'll go with then Kenny Dalgleish. The last 20. Oh, last 20. That's oh. your go. I'll have... I'll have... I'll go another Liverpool. Origi. Yes. D-Rock Origi, the scourge of Merseyside derbies. To a base, Jack. Well, I'll go with yesterday, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good... No, I'm, no, I'm losing it already now, man. Um, <laughs> oh, shit in hell, mate. I'm stuck. Who else scored yesterday? There was um, only two of them. <laughs> um, I'll go for Michael Keane. Yes. Even though he yes, didn't score did. yesterday, he has scored in Merseyside Derby. Three apiece. And I'll go with yesterday's goal scorer, Richarlison. Yes. Oh, that's who I wanted. 4-3, <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Um, so you mo- you two doing... moaning about this, Chris, and you're actually doing really well so far. Just pointing that out. Oh, this is a punt, and I don't think it's right, but Daniel Sturridge. Yes, he did. Oh, get in. Four apiece, Jack. Um, Fernando Torres? No. Oh. No, he's not scored a goal in the Merseyside derby in the last two that have been recorded. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Green Dirt, to take the lead. Dirt Cow? Nope. He's not oh. on there either. Shit. Stephen Gerrard? Yes. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, Gerard. Well, why didn't you then? Instead of <laughs> Kenny Dalglish and Dirk uh, Kite. I thought I'd take the easy easy ones last. Dirk Kite? <laughs> um, oh, shit. This is a real big punt. I don't know if this will be it, but uh, Tim Cahill. No. Oh. No. I'm trying right. to think, you scored in the the tool draw earlier on in the season. Uh, um, I'm trying. Did Calvert Lewin score or not? Uh, 
With, uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Uh, Peter Crouch? No. <laughs> Still 5-4, Jack. 5-4 to Jack. Who else would it be? Um, just trying to think, boys. Yeah, it's starting to get a little bit tricky now, isn't it? I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Leighton Baines. He did. But not yes! but not for oh. Everton. <laughs> it was an own goal for Liverpool. But oh, as well, he scored in the Merseyside derby, it's allowed. So it's back to five all. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my original one. I think he scored in the in the uh in the in the tour draw earlier on the season. Dominic Calvert Lewin? You are correct, sir. Yeah, I wasn't too sure. That's why I went with Billy Crouch instead, but yeah. So six five, you'll take you'll go greedy. I'm gonna go Cortinio. Yes, he did. Thank you. Yeah, good goal as well, I remember. Cut inside. Yeah. Jack? Just trying to think of like who played sort of. Don't matter if you get one wrong, Jack. It ain't the end of the world, mate. Bit of a punt for Evan. Lukaku? Yes, he did. Yeah. That's a great shout, mate. Yeah, that is a fantastic shout. Starting to struggle a bit now. I, mean, I don't know about you, Greeny. Yeah, I am, mate. I can't lie. Mm. Oh, shit it now. I'm just trying to think who's been at Everton long and who's been at Liverpool. Yes. Yeah, it's... I, I, don't know. I don't know if he, if he would have. I don't know if he would have scored for him. Probably, probably not. Who are you going to go with? I'm going to have a punt. Yeah. Is it Jordan Jordan Henderson? No. No, I didn't think he had tosser. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> um, I don't know if he has or not. Have a guess. There's plenty of options still to go. Yeah, there is. Yeah, Roberto Firmino. No. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I thought he hadn't scored. Yeah, that I did think he hasn't scored too many either. But... I don't think he scored it. He's only scored three goals at Anfield the last two years, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't know in the last sort of like maybe before that, but yeah, fuck him. I'm gonna go, and I can't, I've, I've thought this one earlier, but I'm gonna go with it because Jack ain't said him yet. Mr. James Milner. You are correct. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's tied it back all Jack 7 all. oh bollocks halfway there halfway there whoa uh, alright trying to think who played previously for sort of Liverpool or Everton it's getting getting tricky there's a couple there's a couple on here that if you get I'll be very surprised yeah Greeny's got an advantage. He's slightly older than me as well. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, considering yeah, uh, considering he thought Kenny Dalglish played in the Merseyside <laughs> derby the last twenty years, I don't think that makes much difference. To be honest, mate. <laughs> Jamie Carragher? No. Nothing scored a header or something. Oh, Jesus! I've got another one in the locker. I'll go with. Um, Wynyaldum. Yes. Get in. I'll go with Chabilonzo. 
No. Shout. No, he oh. hasn't. Jack, oh. he's eight seven up now, mate. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. I've got I've got one more, but I'm, I think he might have signed too. He's signed too late. I don't know if he's scored against them. Who? I'm going to punt it anyway. I'm just going to punt, but I don't think he has. But I'm going to go with uh, Virgil van Dijk. He did, yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm crumbling here about a chase. Oh, uh, I've got one more Liverpool player for me, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Mm. Um, mm. How many more we got left? Right, it? you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I don't yeah. know if he's. I don't know if he played 20 years ago, but fuck it. Duncan Ferguson? Nope. Right, I was thinking him, but I, won't, I thought if Dal Gleish were he probably yeah, wouldn't yeah, be. I don't know, he's probably a bit... Is he 40s or 50s? I don't know. But don't forget, these are the last 20 Merseyside derby. They may not have been older than 20 years. Don't forget, they would have played each other in the cup a few times as well. So if you're playing, you're looking at the last ten. You're, you're looking at effectively the last ten years. Right. Just trying to go back. Okay, no, this is hard. Because you got to think about it. Is they play each other twice, so ten years is twenty dollars. Right. Oh, fucking hell, this is hard now, isn't it? Uh, uh, sugar. <laughs> Fuck it, Shakiri. Yes. Oh, you... get in there, Greeny. Ten, ten, seven to Greeny. No. <laughs> oh, he only needs five more, and he's won it. Trent Alexander Arnold. No. Oh, Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> now, now you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take, take your one and stop calling you an arsehole. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm getting stuck now. Um, I don't want to think. We're doing a lot of Liverpool. We've got to think Everton's. Evertonians now. <laughs> um, uh, stabbing the docks. Sylvan Distan. Nope. John Onorita. <laughs> No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Michael Owen. No. Greeny's on the right lines. Hmm. The majority of the ones that are left are Everton players. There's only one, two, three that are Liverpool. Leon Osman? Yes, well done. Come on, man. Good shout, Jack. Oh, he's Come coming on. back. It's 10-8 now. 10-8. Oh, shit. You know, I've got to get some right now, haven't I? Gibril <laughs> um, Cissé. No. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I'm just trying to think of some old Everton players. It's the tension, isn't it? It's oh, I need to get this. I can't lose to Jack. I don't want to yeah, lose to Yeah, I don't want you to lose it. I don't want to fucking lose to you either. Um... <laughs> Oh, come on. Think, think, think. Give me some fucking Everton midfielders or something. 
Gareth Barry? No. No, I didn't think so. Wayne Rooney? Yes. Oh, how could I forget? He's my gaffer. Second, second uh, spell at Everton. We got that goal. Getting greeny. 11-8 to greeny. Seamus Coleman? No. Oh. I was thinking then. Stephen Nathan. Yes. Oh, he's pulling away with this fucker here. He is, yeah. I'm just thinking old players, mate. For 12, 12, 8. I've got another Everton. One well, it's not your go yet, anymore. is it? <laughs> um, I'm struggling here. Tony Ibbett? No. <laughs> You're getting further <laughs> away, mate, to be honest. I just want to cry. The one I'm thinking of, he now plays for uh, Sheffield. As a centre half, which is Mr. Jagger. You are Elka. correct, yes. Yeah, he was there a few years, wasn't he? 13 8. <clears throat> I'm nearly there, Jack. got an incredible run, isn't I? Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're going to need to get all of them now. <laughs> Brilliant. Louis Saha? No. That's a good shout, mate. It was a good shout, I must admit. This is where it gets hard. He's hard as fuck now. What about if I go down the old route? Did Leicester have that player? What was his freaking name? That's it. Yakubu. No. That's a good shout as well, to be fair. I'm trying to think of some old fucking midfielders for Everton. Let me just count up how many, because I think I've miscounted. So, one, two, three... Four, five, six. There's seven left. Seven. Mm. Oh, I'll just... V confused. V... Uh, um... I'm going to have to pass. I ain't got a clue anymore. I'm all okay. gone, I think. All gone, I'm all... I'm right. All... Phil Neville. No. At that point, we will call it a a unanimous win. I've got I've got two more. I've got two oh, more. You've won it annoyingly. Pennington is yeah. it? His name is Pennington. Yes, Matt Pennington. Uh, and the last one I thought was uh, Morales. Yes. Yeah, so I think you're. Yeah. I th- and it's one Liverpool, personally, mate. I think you're fucking cheating. No, I'm definitely. I'm just how the fuck have you got? I'm just how the fuck have you got Pennington? Yeah. Because I remember him scoring, but I can't remember if it was in against Liverpool or not. But he's only scored like two goals. I think, now I he's think, not there. He's I think we need an, an independent adjudicator. Oh, sure. I think we do. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Right. So the others that I can't in case it cuts yeah. me off, bro. The um, the others that were on this list. So Curtis Jones, Mamadou Sakho, oh, Danny that? Ings. Oh. Nikita Yelovic oh, and Andy oh. Carroll. Oh, fucking hell. Why don't we get Carroll? Because, 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 Hamlings, why don't we get because, that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Ings never played that many games. No, he was always fucking injured. Poor sod. Yeah, <laughs> went, 
When Calvin was that then? Really, though, did he? Oh well, I haven't written the, the, the dates down. I've written down the goal scorers. Don't know. I didn't know I was supposed to provide dates for you. Well, I needed I needed dates, mate. <laughs> well, guess what? <sighs> my my quiz next week is the Manchester derby goal scorers from the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's copied someone there. Yeah. yeah. Plagiarism. I might have to change Plagiarism, it now. Mate. I might have to change it now because I've told you what it is. You could do some research. I'm not like you, mate. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go with the like Scottish League oh, quiz. I don't pay attention to what you have to say until Sunday, anyway. To be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good then, mate. Right, good. Um, after that cracking effort, I'll be honest. You, you got the majority of them. Well, sorry, Jack Greeny got the majority of them. Um, we'll go back to uh, our, our regular scheduled programming um, and discuss today's football. Um, and there was a bit of a shock at the Olympic Stadium. Well, it, I don't know if it would be classed as a shock, but West Ham beat Spurs 2-1. Um, Greeny, outside punt, yeah. West Ham, Champions League? Yeah, yeah, they're playing well, mate. They, they turned it around on Moyes here, didn't Seven out of the um, last nine, they've won. Yeah, it's cracking result, mate. I mean, go off today, are we surprised? A little bit, yeah, because the, the players Spurs have got, Bales and Canes, your sons, Morris, they should be dictating games at home. They should be. No, I, I don't care if anyone wants to argue it. They should be winning games with them sort of players. And to lose to West Ham, no offence to West Ham, to playing well, but to lose to West Ham side... He's not great. For, I think I think next manager out the door will be in Mourinho. Oh, no. Just wait, because that was going to be my next question. Um, <laughs> I'll ask Jack: Is the pressure heaping on Mourinho a bit now after today's result? He can't yeah. be sick of players sitting in ninth, I believe. Um, yeah, pressure's on, mate. Um, not saying he's going to go, but I think the pressure's definitely on. Um, you know, you bring someone in like Mourinho, you want obviously you want to try and get trophies. You know, Spurs have been sort of there or thereabouts in trying to get trophies over the last couple of years. But I think everyone sort of associates Spurs as like a sort of nearly club, um, more so than a club that sort of wins trophies. Um, everyone knows Spurs as sort of bottle jobs and all of that sort of thing as well. And I think everyone when Mourinho sort of came in, they thought that was going to change and. You know, they, they started the season well. You know, just before Christmas, I think they were, you know, they were in the top sort of top four. So, but ever since the start of the new year, they've just seemed to have just dropped. Uh, I, I can't really explain it. You know, this t- like today's game, they, they, they didn't really sort of stop playing until they were two 0 down, and he obviously gave Bale a half eventually, and. You know, Kane sort of looked ineffective. I think I think Son barely touched the ball until the last sort of ten minutes. It's yeah, I just I worry for Tottenham. I don't know. I think I don't think their defence is anywhere near good enough, and as well. So you know, I don't know if we we'll ever talk about it on this podcast, or maybe it's a talking point for another time. But surely this season, Harry Kane has got to consider leaving if he wants to win trophies. Yeah. Um, I've seen it floating about. You know, I saw Charlie Austin talking about it on Talk Sport. Um, he was talking about it on another podcast as well and surely you know I know he can obviously uh, beat Spurs' all-time scoring record and 
thought that's important <coughs> to him, etc. But obviously, you know, if he wants to win trophies, then he's got to maybe he's got to consider leaving Tottenham. Yeah. You know, where does his ambition lie? Um, I think I think Spurs are good enough to win trophies. So I wouldn't say uh, I think he's got to leave. To be fair, Jack, I just, I think they're good enough side so, to win trophies. So, I mean, they were in Champions League final a few weeks ago. Oh, a few, few weeks, weeks ago. a few months. Few months, few, you know, was it year, two year ago? So I think they're good enough. It's just finding the right manager to play the right. Oh, is, is that, you know, then that it's not necessarily the players; it's Mourinho and the style that he plays. Yeah, I mean, mate, you've got to look at his. You've got to look at United. He played defensive football. They go one nil up. He sits them back. I don't think it's anything to do with the gaffer obviously his style is not the most exciting to watch give you that but I don't think the squad that Spurs have got is good enough to win the Premier League um, yet Kane is very good uh, Son on his day very good you know they're good players you know obviously then you've got like sort of you know like Hoiberg and Dombele all good players I just don't think the defence is good enough like Dyer not good enough Sanchez not good enough Regulon, yeah, not too bad. Um, Doherty, yeah, probably not going to win your Premier League. Maybe even the midfield, sort of, you know. And you compare that Tottenham squad to Man City squad or, you know, sort of, well, I'll say anyone else, but I just, I don't think they're good enough. I think you're sort of setting yourself up to fail when you've got like Dyer and Sanchez as your two centre-halves and then you sort of look at, look at Man City's back four and then all the sort of Laporte, Stones and Diaz is, is such a big difference and it's no wonder that Man City have gone 18 but, games and beaten. Realistically though, Jack, can Man, can Spurs compete with the amount of money that Man City spent? No, probably not and I think that shows in terms of where they are in the league but I just, I'm just i obviously just trying to counter the point that I don't think it's necessarily down to just because of Mourinho yeah. and, the style of football, and the style of football he plays. I think the squad is... It isn't a bad squad and I think that squad is definitely capable of playing Champions League football. I'm just not too sure whether I'd question it being good enough to win the Premier League, that's all. Okay. Oh, damn it, bring Kundi out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to say now? Well, no, no, I'm just going to... I, I, I have to, I have to agree, I disagree with Jack in a way. They've got a better team now than what they did when they were in the Champions League final. Or I feel. Mourinho done nothing with Chelsea. Who would you rather have, Tongan or Dyer? Who would I rather have? Two different players. But Tongan as a centre half, I'd have Dyer as a centre half. At the moment, if you're looking at that side where he played Dyer as centre half, would you rather have him as centre half or Tongan? Right. So, would you say that's a better squad now than it was before? Bearing in mind, they had Ericsson with, uh, as well. Yeah, they had Ericsson, but again, they've, they've recruited Bale. So the argument could be, is Bale better than Ericsson, which I think has he is. is he, yeah. he, he has been. He has been. I, and I, don't, I don't disagree with that. He has been. But he hasn't had enough run time. He should be first in the... In my eyes, should be first on the team sheet. And we might see a, a Bale, what we used to see, or, you know, when he was at Madrid. I think they're good enough to win the Prem. I'm not saying they, they're going to win it any time soon, but I think they can compete. And we've seen they can compete with some big teams on the day. You know, you look at um, Man, Man United, we could say they're not up to standards, but look where they are at the minute from what Ollie's done. He's done quite well. 
and they're still in the title race, to be fair. I know it's 10 points at the minute or whatever it is, but their defence isn't exactly great. You know, you've got Lindelof, who's a liability. You've got, who else you've got? Maguire, who's not had a great season or last two seasons, he's been crap. Uh, sure, he's just getting back up to fitness now and he's playing well, but I don't, I don't know. I think Spurs are a team to watch out for, mate. Ne- ne- probably next season. If they get rid of him, get rid of Mourinho, bring someone in to change. Brent, who do you want to play? Who, who, yeah, who, who, yeah, realistically, who can, who do you think can help Spurs sort of change for that title? Because Spurs, Spurs are always, they always, they have that spell where they're good and they always have a sort of spell towards the end of the mm. season where, or midway through the season where they drop off and that's sort of their downfall. And I think this, the run they're on now could cost them the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that. Who, I, who, I agree with you, mate. Who you bring in? But if I, realistically, if I, had, if I had to say, I wouldn't want it to, but Brendan Rodgers, 100%. And I know I'll put money on it, mate. If he ever went, if he went to Spurs, I reckon he'd win a trophy. Whether that be in the Carabao Cup, to the FA Cup, to the Premier League, but so I what, feel what, is, win a what has changed of your opinion of Brendan Rodgers from when we first started doing this to now? Because you yeah. were not necessarily scathing about Rodgers in the past, but you've not been his biggest fan. Hmm. No, I wasn't his biggest fan even when he joined, and uh, I thought big hype about Rodgers coming in from Celtic, Scottish football. Some of his team selections for Leicester was like, hold on a minute, what, what are you playing at? You're playing players what ain't been in the squad for ages and never got in the squad. Like Mendy, he never really played under anyone, you know. He got brought in and played like the old game and Chowder, he's come in and Harvey Barnes has come in. And he's just, he's tactical, mate. I've been watching, since I've been watching him over more and more over time, you think well, he's a genius. Not, well, not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty sure I said this. Um, when we first started. Yeah, you probably did, mate. But at the time when he came in, we was in a, in a, in a shit patch from obviously what Puel left Leicester in. And I was going off the way Ranieri left the club. And Ranieri left the club, great. <clears throat> he shouldn't have got the sack at the time. So I was still bitter about him going. Shakespeare probably shouldn't have left either. Appleton shouldn't have left. But then now you're looking at it, you think, yeah, you got Rodgers in. So if he did ever leave Leicester and went to somewhere, I think if right fit were him, would be Spurs. I really do. And I think you'll see a big difference. Would I take Mourinho at Leicester if he left Spurs? <laughs> I mean, if you did, at least you know he'll keep you in the prem. That's the only thing I could say about Mourinho, really. I think he's past his day, mate, to be honest. OK. Um, moving on to your boys, Mr Green. Um, they mm-hmm. beat a Villa side without Jack Grealish today, 2-1. Now, this is why I wanted to yeah. come to you about it. Obviously, you mentioned um, in the Leeds mm-hmm. game that they, they missed Phillips equally as they as Villa have missed um, Grealish. And obviously, Grealish is due to be out for the next month. A, mm-hmm. a do you think Villa are now going to stumble? Um, uh, you know, B... Do you think that they're safe enough that they don't need to worry about it now? And C, do you think it could hamper his chances of getting the Europa League, uh, Europa or European Championship spot for England? Right. Well, from what I heard, Grealish oh, is okay. back next game. 
Um, that's what they said on the TV today when I was watching the game. They said he was only out for one game, uh, which was the Leicester game. He'll be back for the oh, Leeds United I, I game. Read that he was out for a month. Um, yeah, they did put he was out for five weeks, but they um, spoke yeah. to Dean Smith and he said, no, he's just had a little knock, um, nothing drastic, nothing major, and he'll be back for Leeds yeah. next game. Um, but did we not know? Did we notice he weren't there? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. He would have been a menace. We set up Brendan actually set up to yeah. put two men on him. That's why uh, he dropped all Brighton and put Ricardo in as a uh, Ricardo and Castagno yeah. on both sides. So, but he obviously didn't play. But again, mate, we we started off like really good, two nil up, cruising. Then we let a shitty goal in after the second half, straight after the half time. And we've seen it out, but hey, we go second, boys. We go second, and we're still oh, in the title race. This. He's, a, he's won the quiz, and B, now thinks Leicester are going to win the title. Don't write us off, boys. We're oh. coming for the city. Right, Jack, this is going to be a hard one for you, mate, because it involves talking about Leicester players. Oh, but nice. I personally think Madison is a shoe-in for a Euro- European Championship spot. Could Harvey Barnes potentially nick a spot with the way that he's playing at the moment? Or do you think it's a case of they're already going for the likes of Sterling and Greenwich and they don't need him for that side? Yeah, I think he's got a shout, uh, 100%. I think if he keeps um, playing the way he is, is it 13 goals in all comps now? Um, I think mm. maybe... I can't remember how many he's got in the Prem. Um, but yeah... I think he's got more than Rashford and more than more, it might even be more than Sterling in the in the Prem actually. I think I saw something on Twitter earlier. Um that might be before Sterling scored against Arsenal though. Um but yeah. I think he does have a shout, yeah. I think this is the one criticism of him last season was he didn't score enough goals. Yeah. And he's come back this season and he's got a couple of assists this season. Uh obviously got a couple of assists today. Um and yeah, I just think he's he's definitely got a shout. Um, the hard thing for Gareth Southgate is does he have, is it the same old sort of thing where he goes for the sort of more the players with the bigger reputations like your Sterlings, your your Rashford, your Sancho's, or do you do what everyone sort of kind of wants him to do and base it on form? I mean, if you're basing everything solely on form, he's got a sniff. What I mean, just because he plays for Leicester, I mean. I say that now, but Leicester, sort of like Greeny said, sat second in the table. So, you know, I, I think Southgate's been better than previous England managers than doing, um, than, than picking players on their on picking players on their form rather than reputation. Mm. Yeah, I, I think if he continues to be prolific this season, then yeah, he's surely, surely he's got a go to play. You know, any anyone in mm. form is going to benefit that England team when he's scoring goals, he's assisting. Yeah, but then he'd probably play in Southgate team and Southgate would play five at the back and absolutely drain the life out of us. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, him, yeah, I think he's got he's got a chance, hundred percent. Okay, and the last one I want to quickly talk about before we move on to the championship and gloss over that, thankfully. <laughs> um, Man City played Arsenal, scored a goal in two minutes, and won one nil. Um, so the championship. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think that's Arsenal's European contention done now that we've got today or do you think it's a case that they 
need to go on a tear the, the, the likes of West Ham are going on, the likes of Leicester are going on, in order to sort of solidify Europa League spot. Yeah, I think they're and, and, and if they do, do you think they can physically do it with the players they have? Do you think that Arsenal are just aren't good enough to, to maintain um, a record like that? Yeah, I think they'd have to go on a bit of a run. Um, like I said, I don't know if they've got the the sort of strength and depth to go on a run like that. I think they looked pretty leggy in the game against Man City today. Mm. I think that, that game on Thursday night in uh, in Greece sort of had it to its toll on them against Benfica. So, yeah, um, I think they'd have to go on. You'd have to pick up a lot of points, and uh, I'd, I'd question the quality in that side if they could if they can uh, pick up. Or, or find a run of results like that. You know, are they good enough? Um, and, and do they have the consistency? That's that's probably been my other thing. Mm. Um, like I say, Aubameyang obviously hasn't been firing like he had been in previous seasons. Um, yeah, they're sort of very inconsistent, Arsenal. I think that will be their downfall more than anything. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they're capable of going on a, going on a run to sort of try and push themselves back up there. Okay. Um, so I, I am going to discuss the championship because Jack and I love talking about the championship, but only when Derby Mill will win. So it's not <laughs> for us to say the least. Um, I'll just go through some of the results. Um, surprising ones at the top of the table, Greeny. I want to get your thoughts on them. Coventry mm. beating Brentford 2-0. Um, and yeah. Swansea losing to Huddersfield 4-1. And Middlesbrough beating Reading 2-0. Do you think that's shape? Do you think that sort of cemented Norwich's place now as as top of the table? And who do you see out of of that chasing pack of Brentford, Swansea, um, and Reading, and to a certain extent Watford as well? Where where do you see that those four sort of coming into it now? Well, yeah. Firstly, mate, Norwich. Yeah, Norwich. They've got the hand on the title again, mate. They're coming up. Their form's good. You know, and then they're winning games. Even if it's 1-0, they're scrapping away and they're winning. Brentford has had a little slump recently. You know, they lost, like you said, they lost to Cobb 2-0, lost to QPR on Wednesday 2-1, lost to Barnsley before that. So they haven't picked up a win in three, which is surprising for a, a Brentford side with the quality they've got. And it's the wrong time, really, to start losing games, I feel. Um, if anyone's going to po- pinch summer, I'll probably edge towards Swansea due to yeah. they've got two games in hand on the top three. So they've probably got the best chance of catching Norwich rather than any Brentford, Watford or Reading. Um, Jack, we're, we're going to talk about the bottom of the table. Um, Wickham got a draw at Millwall. Um, I'll, I'll do a quick overview of that. It was shit. Um <laughs> We were absolutely fine for the two for two thirds of the pitch, but in the final third, we were terrible. Um, we couldn't string passes together. The crossing was poor. Um, Matt Smith is not a starting forward. He's an impact sub, and Ramit needs to understand that that's how he plays. That's that's what he should be doing at this part of his career. Um, Smith, yet yeah, he scores goals. I get that. It's not pretty, but that to me is what he should be doing, not starting. Because in the way that Rao wants to play, 
just doesn't work. He hasn't got the mobility. Um, George Evans is, I, I tell you what, he's, he could be a, a bit of a tasty signer for Millwall. Um, he had to deal with Ik Piazzu and without Cooper next to him, it was a bit difficult. But he stuck to his task well. He can ping a ball, which, I, I, you know, there were a couple of times that he was just playing passes that were superb. So I think he's going to fit in really, really well at the den. Uh, Scott Malone, another Derby player, looked really good again. Um, I'd like to see him sign if we if Rowett keeps this formation because I think he just offers something different. Um, Wickham should have had a penalty. I spoke to Steve about this. They should have had a penalty, but then I feel that we should have had a penalty for a couple of challenges that they had in our at some point as well. So how the refs missed both of those, I don't know. But it was a nil-nil all day long. There was nothing really concerning anybody. Um, but Jack, just discussing with you, obviously wins for Forest, QPR and Birmingham. And obviously Derby lost on Friday night to Watford. Is that a case that they're now going to bunch up the pack? Or do you think that because obviously Birmingham's result was against Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham lost to Norwich and uh, obviously Wickham drew with Millwall, do you think that it sort of still kept that gap between that pack and the bottom three? Uh, yeah, I think the gap's still there a little bit. Obviously, it's not a massive gap and it's still, I think from from where Derby sort of sit, it's sort of a keep an eye over your shoulder position. Like we've, we've got two massive games this week. We've got Huddersfield on Tuesday, who are obviously down there with us and then Friday we've got Forest. Yeah. So that uh, I think they're. I don't think they're sort of. Well, they are sort of season defining because if we win both of those games, then we probably drag ourselves out. And mm. I mean, I've always been of of the sort of idea: you, you win your games, and then you sort of worry about everyone else around you. You don't worry about those results until you've got the points yourself. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think I, I don't. I don't think anything's definitive yet. I think Wickham are probably down. Um. Other than that, it's it's a dogfight. Um. Mm. I'm a lot happier with where we are in the table than I was sort of a month or two ago. Yeah. I don't think we're fully, fully safe yet by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the, the the form that we're sort of showing at the moment, I'm a lot happier than I was sort of a couple of months ago. So I think I've, we've definitely, I mean, I was obviously confident at the time that we'd stay up and I think I'm even more confident now. So yeah, but we've got two massive games coming up this week and that could sort of, you know, sort of have a, a bigger picture on uh, where we'll be come sort of next weekend. Okay. And the last one for you, Greeny. Um, talking about QPR mm. winning this weekend, obviously they beat Bournemouth 2-1. And that, I believe, is Woodgate's first defeat yeah. as uh, as caretaker manager at Bournemouth. Mm. Obviously, Middlesbrough won, Cardiff won. So that sort of shrinks up the pack for them just outside the playoffs. Do you feel that Bournemouth need to get that managerial situation sorted sooner rather than later? Or do you think that it's a case of they're probably going to go with Woodgate until the end of the season? Did you see the news? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, they've appointed Woodgate until the end of the season. Oh, they have appointed. Well, well okay. Well, let me yeah. let, let me ask that question again. Do you think it's right that Woodgate should be there until the end of the season, or do you feel it's the case that they should get their uh, their, their cards in order, ready for the end of the season? If, for example, Woodgate doesn't get them in the playoffs? I think, I think, uh, well, I, I thought 
Woodgate would get the job. I don't know about you two, but obviously we've, we've been at the minute he's lost one game since being in charge. They're still obviously, yeah, they're in sixth place, but the pack's closing in. Now, it all boils down to where Bournemouth now finish is if Woodgate's in a job at the end of the season. I know there's talks of Henri coming in. Obviously, I don't know, that might be a done deal, but not till the summer because he's still with Montreal Impact. So, you know, the MLS leagues run a bit different to obviously the English league. So, it could be a done deal. But I, I think Woodgate's a reasonable appointment. Um, going back mm. on your Tyndall, and I did slate the guy, but, there is a but, is he got the same sort of qualities as Woodgate? Well, this was, this was what I was arguing with you back when this all sort of came in. I was not convinced on Woodgate. Purely for the fact that he'd had nearly, two, nearly 90% of the season in charge or 98% of the season in charge at Middlesbrough, and he got them close to relegation. Now, yeah, the calibre of players at Bournemouth are, are better than Middlesbrough, but what Warnock has done at Middlesbrough has got them within touch and distance of Bournemouth. So do you think that mm, Wolgate mm. will have that momentum to go through the end of the season, or do you think that He's perhaps under a bit of pressure to get better results because of what happened last time. My personal opinion, mate, I think he's got enough in the tank to keep him in the playoffs. I really do. And you've got to think he's still in the FA Cup as well after knocking out another Premier League side. He'd done 2-0, was it Burnley? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, it was Burnley. Yeah, so he's still in the FA Cup. So, yeah, I think you should give him a chance at the end of the season because... I mean, let's use Cardiff. When Aris were there, they was they looked really bad. Now you you know, and then McCarthy. old um, what's his name Mick McCarthy's coming, mate, and and they're playing quality football. I mean, they had mm. lost in what five games or more, you know, and he's on a good run. And I wouldn't have thought Cardiff would be anywhere near the playoffs, you know, from where they yeah. were a couple of months ago when we were on about it. So I think I think it just depends on what team you manage and how you manage. And some teams pick mm. your style up, some don't. So who knows? Middlesbrough might have not been the right standard of players for his and didn't yeah. adapt to his way of playing. But these might adapt to the way he's playing. It's one of them, isn't it? We'll okay, so we'll, we'll quickly just go through the last of the, the championship results, and and I believe that will be it for us this week. So uh, Bristol City lost at home to Barnsley. Obviously, Green has just discussed it. Cardiff won four 0 this weekend at home to Preston. Um, Norwich, uh, Forest beat Blackburn 1-0 and Stoke beat Luton comfortably 3-0. Um, so that is pretty much it for this, this week's show. Um, anything you two would, else would like to add? Or anything... Would you two like to add anything else? Get that sentence properly. <laughs> did, we, did you... Obviously in your plug, did we mention about our website? With Is it... A, is it... Well, can you... can People have a look at it yet, or is it still sort of? Oh, I'll leave that in the screen. Um, yeah, we, we 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 can't we can't we can't share no, it okay. just yet, boys. We have to. Uh, it's not quite the finished article, no, is what we say. Yeah. But it, it's on its way. It's on its way. And when when they go on it, when we do release it, just go on to the host oh, bio. Yeah, well, old bio. Have a word, okay? <laughs> because. 
you'll see this you'll see this uh, folks when you when you go on the website when it's available to be viewed so the the premise of it was um greeny sent us a chat a message in our chat saying i need from you bullet points about your bio so favorite team favorite player favorite manager favorite games all this sort of stuff and jack and i had done really well with our bios <laughs> and greeny came back to us and said um yeah, they don't like that. They want us to put a paragraph together, <laughs> which is fine. However, he decided that he'd take his own free will into record and create a bio that's three and a half miles long for him <laughs> and a sentence each for me and Jack. So I think we've been shortchanged here, personally, by our colleague. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, you know, yeah, so... Um, Apologies if you seem confused as to why Greenies is a thesis and ours isn't. Typical Greenies. Green. Well, this is what I mean. Oh, I mean, I weren't even on about the paragraphs, lads. I was just going to say, just check out Greenies' profile oh, picture when, God, we, when you see it. This one again. Oh, yes. This is a, I must have a photo of every player that I've known or spoken to in the past 10 months. It's my profile. <laughs> but there is, yeah, yeah. it is things to look up to um, with, with a new thing. So... Yeah, it will be revealed, but they've got to mm. keep checking the Facebook Why? page. Why? Because you don't update it anyway. Because that's where it will be. You always leave it oh, to me and Jack to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then Jack, then, then Jack puts his foot out going, oh, you though. do. <laughs> <laughs> what I will plug is definitely this week, and the date will either be Tuesday or Wednesday, we have the one and only George Day on the show. Luckily, Love Island. I know we said it. Yeah. I know we said it last week, but Leicester played on Thursday yeah. night, so I had to cancel it. Um, so he said we'll do it this week. So keep an eye out Luckily. on the old Facebook. Luckily, I'm hoping he can within. say he can only do Tuesday because I've got my my family virtual quiz that both me and Lauren suck at really badly. So I, I you know, I, I have prior engagements that I have to deal with first, unfortunately. I'll have to give Jack the lead role for that one then. Jack, Jack will be fangirling it for an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, what's it like in the, in the villa? I will. Uh, I do like it. Oh, can I go next time? Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Jack can get well, some chips and go in the villa. I'll, pro- I'll promote your podcast while I'm on ITV too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know this podcast? That's for extra time. Yeah, I work with two clowns and one of them's green. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure shot, you do, actually. mate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you, you don't need any more extra limelight, mate. Um. No, but uh, before we clear it up, just a quick one as well is uh, massive thanks for Phil again for uh, yeah. emailing in. Phil, um, always enjoy the emails. Send some more in. Uh, for those of you that would like the email address again, just to send an email saying hi, um, it is after extra time twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Oh, oh, and one other thing. If we have anyone on there who is listening and they are musicians or artists and they have some new songs or whatever coming out, email them into Jacko and we'll yeah. get them played at the start of the show um, each week. It's just something we've started to add in now. Just um, artists who want an extra promotion push or whatever uh, adds to our show and obviously it'll help us grow, help you boys and girls grow. So send it into Jacko. 
and we'll get it played mm. on the uh, show. There we go. So um, it's thank you from Greeny. That's where you say thank you. Jesus Christ. Thank we'll start you. again. It's thank you from Greeny. <laughs> It's thank you from it's Jack. Thank you from me. It's thank you from me. And it's thank you from Jacko. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.